The Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS. Brought to you by Body Bio. Get 20% off any order at Body Bio. You like, got plus, whatever. Bodybio.com with promo code FIRECJ. Mortgage CS. Become a Mortgage CS Ricky VIP by going to MortgageCS.com slash Ricky. Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process. 302-864-8643. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter with Zoe, statesidevodka.com. I normally have a Stateside Vodka when I said that, but I am in the middle of my no alcohol for Lent thing. On the show today, the Sixers lose to the Heat, they beat the Heat, and then they lose to the Mavericks in a pretty infuriating game in which Joel, Joel Embiid didn't really look like he wanted to be there. But all I really want to talk about is that Paul Reed jumper, to be quite honest with you. As well, there are rumors, again, of James Harden wanting to go back to Houston and Mike returns to the Ricky. If you're watching on YouTube, live or recorded right now, remember to subscribe. I think the button's right below. Is it below, CJ? I think it's right below. Subscribe. Set up notifications right there. Helps us out, helps you out because then you get all of our content. Subscribe on YouTube as well. Follow us if you're watching on Spotify. Follow, hit the follow button. Stateside vodka. I was talking to a coworker about the Surfside iced tea and vodka the other day. Talking about how I was like, you're not going to believe this. It's like, I know that you've seen these before or whatever, but this one is really fucking good. It's really good. It was like, how many calories? I was like, like 90, I think 90 calories. There's the regular Surfside iced tea and vodka. There's the peach Surfside iced tea and vodka. There's the Surfside iced tea and vodka and lemonade and the Surfside lemonade and vodka. All amazing. I can't wait to have one on the night of Live Ricky Five, which will be my first drink in 40 days. Psyched to have one on Underground Arts. Go to statesadvodka.com and you... No, no code. Just go to statesadvodka.com. You got to be 21 or older. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who returned to the pod just in time for that one. That is one, Mike Levin. Congratulations and welcome back. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I was going to say, can we get B-Ball Paul uh, calling for the ball on a roll in the (laughs) intro video? But instead, I'll say, uh, yes, I did get married last weekend. Uh, A lot of funny stories. We'll talk about some other time after a less frustrating loss. Or maybe but right I mean, after the most frustrating loss we have all season. Yeah, potentially. Either way. Of, of Happy either way. The second round. Happy either way. Yeah. Well, it. someone tweeted at us. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. I'll, I'll go back and find it. This is Spike and Mike's fault for not doing the podcast after the B-Ball Paul game. And that is fair. Mm-hmm. Miami game two of this week. There have been 16 games, Sixers games so far this week was mm-hmm. the B-Ball Paul game. I, I've never seen Embiid, like everybody else was playing after, uh, you know, back to back on the road. That's he right. did not play in the first game and just looked every, wasn't a horrible game from him, but I, I mean, what did he have, like six or seven rebounds? I don't, I don't know. It felt like six or seven rebounds. No, he had less, and then he ended up getting eight because he had like three offensive rebounds on one play. Ah, uh, okay, there you go. He's just, I mean, he's just not he just good, good like enough. He wanted to be there. He's just not a good enough rebounder, like just yeah. like over and over again we see it. Um, yeah. So that was frustrating. Yeah, he was just, 
it was one of those weird once in a while he'll just miss four free throws randomly. He'll be yeah. like 98% and then one game will do that. Um, yeah, I mean, he looked, he looks like he's not fully healthy and that his energy was down and he was pissed off. You could tell he was pissed off. He almost spiked the ball at the end of the third quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked a couple things from him tonight. He had 35 on 21. Like, he's still an unbelievable yeah. offensive yeah. player. He's, you know, had a had a bad offensive game a couple games ago when he had to be Bill Russell. Um, just, we don't talk enough about how, like, how much better his touches got through contact. We talk about the mid-range. I think it's just like he's automatic. But he's really both getting, drawing fouls and also, like, finishing through that contact, like, softly. It's, it's always very nice. I love when he extends his strides like on those short roll while he like initiates like contact through space the way like a like honestly like Luca does. But then he's obviously seven inches and seventy pounds bigger than Luca, so the guy goes flying and he just has an easy layup out of it. He's awesome. He's the man. But uh it would be nice if he showed a little bit more consistent, I don't know, less tired, whatever. They're probably gonna be the three seeds, so I'm trying to not it's almost certain that they're gonna be the three seeds, so I'm trying to be like, well, all these regular season games are just... They're just going to waddle through these last games. They're going to waddle through them. They've been like really... If I wasn't a Sixers fan, they'd be a fun watch. Yes. Um, <laughs> the Memphis game was fun. The Boston game was fun. The second Miami game was fun. I mean, all all of it. All of it. And this game was like entertaining. The offense, was, the offense in this game was ridiculous, especially in the first half. It was just insane. Uh, watching those guys go back and forth was, was really impressive. It was um, crazy... And and this this is the only, only this is the feeling you get when you're watching as a fan of one of the teams. Yeah, I was watching it feeling like I only saw Dallas's offense and kept looking yeah. at the score and wondering how the Sixers were only three points down. Like, no, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like, okay, so I wrote about it in the newsletter that came out today, and it was about one specific play about how if you didn't read the newsletter, you should read it. You should subscribe to Zoe's newsletter. You should read it. Right, sanchez.com slash newsletter. That's right. Um, but it was one play in the first Heat game where Cody Zeller uh, caught the ball in a roll and four guys went with him. Now, Spike, if you remember, usually a team is permitted to have only five players on the court at once. <laughs> and so four of those players that we were allowed to have were yep. going with Cody Zeller. It was the craziest play I've ever seen. Um, and this is the thing that this team does, which is they they like send doubles or not even double sometimes just stand in an area between a couple guys and they think well i can probably get to both when the reality is they can get to neither these they just dying harden is the worst at it harden is absolutely the worst at it pj tucker is the second worst it's just like dying to stay in no man's land where you're not helpful on the roll and you leave your shooter you're, you're the guy you're supposed to cover wide open for three it's happened all season long. It's been the worst season of it I've ever seen. Uh, Harden did it tonight to Reggie Bullock 75 times. It's just over and over and over again where it's like, you're not going to break up a lob to Dwight Powell or Maxi Kleba. You're just going to be near him. And if you're not there, then you're just going to give up a wide open kick three to whoever. It's just, it's a, it is truly the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm, I'm past being able to be like funny mad about it. And now I'm just like really mad about it. I'm just really mad. I'm walking around mad. I'm like waking up mad. I'm brushing my teeth mad. It's not even like, oh, here's a fun, like the backup center thing is the thing I could still be funny mad about because it's like, well, this is whatever. Now I'm out. I don't have any more. I'm just like <laughs> actively furious about I, how often they helplessly double. It's not like, like when's the last time you've seen a Sixers team? They had, a, they had a bunch of deals tonight. We'll talk about Melton. He had a great game. A Sixers team. Oh, yeah. Is this the Cody Zeller play? Yeah, play it, CJ. Here it is. Uh -huh. That's one, two, three, four. <laughs> and Maxi would have came over. I'm telling you, he wanted to come over too. That would have been five. It was so close to five. Look at that. There he goes. Everybody go over there. Four. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Insane. Unbelievable. But like, it's not like they get a ton of. Like steals off a double. Steals and, off a yeah, double team. They yeah, don't. Yeah. They do not do it. They're not like, it's not like Toronto where it's like Siakam and Scotty Barnes are doubling and OG Ananobi and they just get like a hand up on something and then they go the other way. They like they can individually, like uh, McDaniels had a couple steals on ball tonight. Melton will like pick off a passing lane or two. But the idea of just a, a double comes and like they just strip the ball, it never happens. It doesn't happen. It is, it is the most pointless thing ever. And I think 
there was a question that um, I'm I'm straying right now, but there's a question that Steve Clifford, who's the coach of the Hornets, was asked about like <laughs> offense and yeah. how and what you have to do on defense to cover it because everybody plays the same. It's spread spread the floor and kick out the shooters and everybody can shoot and 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 be dynamic and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, you got to do a bunch of you got to really throw different looks at guys, otherwise they're going to go by people. But it's just like, I, there there's nothing. If I'm Luka Doncic, I'm and then he gets doubled the most in the league. I'm begging you to double me because I'm the best, one of the best passers in the league. And I can just find the open guy so easy because the guy's wide open. It's the easiest thing to do. It's hard to like go one-on-one against a guy and hit like a step back. And they did tonight. Like they don't, they totally did that also. Luca and Kyrie were hitting everything, which like God bless them. But like, I'd rather them take tough contested shots all night long than get to lure a double team over and kick it out to a wide open shooter who is only on the court to do exactly that. And it's just, I'm not, I'm not funny mad about it anymore. I'm no longer trying to be funny. I don't have any interest in being funny. I just want to be upset. And I'm upset about this because it keeps happening and someone has to answer for it. Yeah, very generally, I think the the frustration with the first half was not in Luca and Kyrie going nuclear. Totally. It, it was the number of wide open Maxi Kleba, Reggie Bullock threes. That, Which got worse in the second half. Yeah, just Third wide, 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 wide open. And and look, like on some level, one thing one causes thing two on, mm-hmm. on some of, but, but to your point, like they never, the Sixers, it is funny you say that. They're, they're, they're always just the most ineffective doubles that, that ever happened. They look yeah. like they're busy work doubles or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm coming. Hang- what are you guys talking about? Like, it's like, I'm com- <laughs> coming over to just be like, we guys, we having a conversation and it's like, there's, Oh, you pass it behind me. I'm already gone. It's really frustrating. And especially because the, the defense in that second Miami game, which you can credit to just how bad the heat looked in that second game. It looked really bad, but like they were switching. They looked athletic. The Sixers, they were like not letting up easy stuff. Even their stuff. It was, it was, it was felt like there was just, fluidity and physicality to stuff and it was a really good game of like and in the third quarter for the sorry the early fourth quarter like the length crew is really what got them back in it it's uh with deflections and stuff yeah. with as b-ball it's mcdaniels and shake had a couple nice deflections and, and and just like his length causing trouble like those things are nice and, and george niang famously known for his george niang, <laughs> who hasn't been good lately but no. and hasn't been hitting shots but at least DMPCD. Yeah, end, first yeah. one, first one of his uh, Sixers career, which is yeah. interesting. But it, it just it was just a frustrating thing. It was in the in the Miami in the second Miami game. It was like wow, the things that this team is capable of when they have more switching and guys who can hold up, and it's not nothing's easy. Like the Heat looked really confused there, and and they are an inconsistent team. But uh, but for that to all totally go away in this game, partly because Luke and Kyrie were hitting everything, and partly because they're like, well, we'll just give you the wide open look then. It's really aggravating. We'll talk about a big change the Sixers made tonight, right? After we talk about a way for you to have a big change in your health, that's BodyBio, bodybio.com, promo code FIRECJ for 20% off any order. People ask me, is that a real promo code? Try it. It's fucking, yes, it's fucking real promo code. Promo code FIRECJ for 20% off. Gut Plus, Gut Plus is never going to get fired because Gut Plus works. Gut Plus is the only gut, supplement you need. You hear about probiotics all the time. What you don't know is your body should be making its own probiotics. That's what happens. People take these these, uh, supplements, these probiotic supplements that put fake probiotics in their body. It probably doesn't even work because there's thousands of strains of probiotics and it's probably not even the right one. So what Gut Plus does is it's prebiotic, comes in, gets rid of the bad bacteria and allows your body to produce its own probiotic. And then postbiotic, gets rid of these bad symptoms. You, you don't want bloat. You want to be regular, all that stuff. That's what Gut Plus does. Just works. Just it works. works. Yeah, I, I had a couple of days of uh, the things were going bad before the wedding. And I yep. had a couple of days of like just anxious wedding diarrhea. And yep. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go from one Gut Plus to two. There you and go. Settle that stuff down. There you and go. That was great. Getting married. You want to get rid of diarrhea? Take yep. Gut Plus. That's right. Uh, and I've said a million times, Elite changed. It, it truly changed my life. All it is is uh, electrolytes without sugar, without blah blah blah. But I, all the cramping I had in my feet, in my calves, in my uh, in my thighs, I had like constantly. 
all gone just taking Elite in the morning and in the evening. Very, very easy. Go to bodybio.com. Use code FIRECJ, F-I-R-E-C-J for 20% off anything in the store. Just try Gut Plus, try Elite. You will thank us later. Bodybio.com, promo code FIRECJ. Tyrese Maxey starting again. We saw Doc's second starting lineup tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, the the second game against Miami didn't count because Embiid didn't play unless that is another thing Doc was thinking is that Embiid wouldn't start at some point. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but Maxey returns to the starting lineup tonight. Kyle Newbeck makes a funny point that it happens when Kyrie he has to guard Kyrie Irving, which is certainly, if he's doing it strategically, certainly seems uh, strange. And also, interestingly, tonight, Matt and Maxi had a great game. Maxi goes nuclear, not playing with any of the starters. He goes nuclear playing with Jalen McDaniels, B-Ball Paul, George Niang, and Shake Milton. The white flag lineup goes out there. But uh, I'm glad he fought his way through all this. I, I still think that there are time, there will be times when, and I, I'm still, I guess, and I think you are too, a little skeptical about the backcourt in the playoffs defensively. And I think they're going to need Melton. I just, I do, but I'm glad that Maxi was able to work his way through this. And I just think, you know, we saw different rotations tonight than we've seen all season long, really. I still think luckily you know, there's a lot of season left for them to figure out all of these different lineup machinations. But I'm glad he fought through it. I'm glad he's playing well again. Yeah, I mean he he's been awesome. He he's had a fire lit under his ass. He's uh, finishing from anywhere. That lefty finish against Miami with no room, like under the under the basket with the against the Heat. Uh, the stop on the dime step back against the Heat that was awesome. He just gets the ball up so quick with such little space, and he's it's a really it's a. For him to be that small and not, he's athletic and he can dunk, obviously he dunked in, in the second Miami game, but not, he's not crazy athletic. No, um, that's not, not like, what you think about him. When right, you think he's not about like Steve him. Francis yeah. athletic. Um, he just, he can finish against anybody all the time. He's a one man fast break and, and he's getting better at drawing fouls here and there and, he, and he's going to keep improving and it's not going to be linear, but, but man, he, he, he did some really impressive stuff uh, tonight in the last couple of games. I'm, I, truly, it doesn't matter to me who starts. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it, matter, it matters to them. Maybe it matters to the out, outport of the game. But like, I think there's, I think it's way down the list of like important things to the six, ultimate success of this team. As far as like, is Maxi happy, and do we want him to be like happy to be here and stuff? Absolutely. Then I, I would start him, and I think Melton is uh, the kind of role player I love. And but you know, he'll have to eat whatever's in front of him basically. Um, and it was a good Melton game tonight, also. He yeah, really he's, well. he's had a rough couple weeks, he has. two, three weeks. And he's know? been like sort of benched in the second, not second half, but like not played, not in that, you know, there's, there's that, there are, there aren't three starting lineups, but there are kind of three closing lineups. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like either PJ two. it's the three options of around, uh, Maxi Embiid and Tobias. And it's two of, um, sorry, Harden, Harden, Tobias and Embiid. And it's two of, uh, Maxi and Melton and, uh, PJ. And so those are the options. But yeah, Melton's night was good. He hasn't been as good offensively, but he looked fast. He looked decisive. Play, I thought he played really impressive defense on Kyrie and even Luca also, but they were just hitting fucking crazy shots. And so like they're dickheads, but they can do that. Um, and a couple really gutsy, physical, tough steals. He had five steals in this game total. That was huge. I really, I love him. I, I, I was, I'm happy to see him play well because he, he, he hasn't been that good lately. CJ, can we watch the B-Ball Paul jumper? So the situation here, if you're shoots, watching on YouTube. Looks, shoots 40% from three in the G League. I don't, yeah. this shouldn't be surprising. <laughs> he, so what happens is, here, pause it for a second. Pause it. Oh, no. Oh, there it is. Okay. So the situ- I'm going to watch it again. The situation here is that the Sixers are making this run and there's a, a play in which there's a fight for the ball on the ground and the Mavericks get the ball for a second. So the shot clock resets and it is the Sixers are inbounding the ball from underneath the Mavericks basket and they inbound it to Paul Reed. Can we, can we see it? Boom. <laughs> so there's 20 seconds left on the shot clock. <laughs> 
didn't need, didn't need the other 20. He, he hit a couple shots in the Miami game too, man. Did he, he hit a couple think, baseline shots. Did he think um, the shot clock didn't reset there or like, I mean, I think it's pretty... a, he thinks it's an open look and I'm feeling good <laughs> and he hasn't missed a jumper in his last like three jumpers. I, I think take him. I think I, I, I think he is the stretch five I've been looking for for 47 years. There's, <laughs> we saw a comment on Twitch. There's a new easy money sniper. There you <laughs> go. He's there it is. Coming, I love this jumper so much. He had a great game against Miami. It's great so game. great that fucking Doc Rivers said he had a great game. Yep. Doc Rivers joins the victory tour. I thought he was he had a rough first half tonight. So rough that we saw the 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 ghost of Montrez Harrell for oh three minutes. Did he? Why is he even? Wear, why is Trez even wearing a jersey at this point? You shouldn't be like the the equipment manager shouldn't like provide Trez with a jersey so Doc can't go to him because like the day after B-ball Paul plays the best game of his life and wins them this game, he was a plus nine thousand in the game. He was awesome. It's Paul gets three fouls and they weren't like bad fouls. They were like no. regular like could have gone either way fouls and I was annoyed by some of them. Well, the, um, the one on the three wasn't even a foul, I don't yeah, think. And totally. then the one by the rim was like on, on wood. Yeah. It was like, eh. The rest just yes. love Colin Fouts. They love it. It's their favorite thing. They're absolutely thrilled to do it. Um, and then Doc takes him out. And it's like, if you take him out because you think he's fouling too much, you think that he is unnecessarily fouling, you think he needs to like just take a second and think about what he's done, basically. Okay, that's coaching. But like, this isn't, he's your backup center. And you're willingly restricting his minutes when you only need him to play 10? It's a baffling decision. Even if B-Ball Paul fouls out, then he fouls out and you put Trez in then. Like, you don't have to be monitoring your backup center's foul calls. It's It was a stunning, like, Doc just loves, he's like, well, three fouls, taking him out. Like, I he think just he's it's, mad at him. He might be mad at him, but they weren't yeah. bad fouls. There's times when B-Ball Paul does foul poorly and just is like reaching unnecessarily or something and he's got to get that under control. But um, it was, it was, I, I was so, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I thought it was a possibility that, you know, Trez wasn't dressed in the last game. He was behind, he was, him and Deadman were sitting next to Embiid and they were all just in like street clothes. And I was like, what if we just never see Trez in a Sixers uniform again? This would be so great. And here he fucking comes the next goddamn day just to fuck with me. And it was aggravating. I didn't like it at all. Email from Rob in LA to write Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com says, is it crazy to suggest that B-Ball Paul was the best player on the floor against the Heat on Wednesday? No. He, ign he ignited the big run in the second quarter with his offensive rebounding and shutdown defense. Hero tried to punish him several times, couldn't shake him. He stoned both Butler and Bam in the post and even ran out hard to challenge a Vincent three. Doc even gave him a high five going into a timeout in the fourth quarter. Does that mean he's a Doc guy now? Can Doc no. be invited to the victory tour? No. Yeah. No, no, no. He was, Doc hates him so much, man. He hates him so much and he resents it. He resents when he plays well, which so do I when, when Trez, the like one and a half games that Trez has played well, like I resent him for it. Like you're not, this isn't who you are anymore. Stop pretending. But Doc is, the difference is that Doc is wrong and I'm right. And <laughs> it's a, it's a total joke that he's ever been considered. Paul was so good in that Miami game. He was excellent. He was. He, was, he used his length. He stayed on the floor and just trusted his instincts. He got a ton of deflections. His rebounding had a career high in rebounds that game. He he was all over the place. This team is a bad rebounding team. And so when Embiid is not playing and you go to PJ Tucker, you replace Embiid with Ma Tyrese Maxey on the floor. You're not going to get better at rebounding. You're going to get worse. At, it was, it's, they need to play B-Ball Paul. They can play him with P.J. Tucker. That's totally fine. That, sh that really should be the case in the playoffs when Embiid sits, that it's both of them out there to have some size and shooting and uh, intelligence and length and athleticism, all that stuff. Like, But the, way, the energy and the instincts that B-Ball Paul brings is actively positive to this team, and they need him to be good. And I'm glad, Doc, Dockery, uh, that you're not doing this in mid-April in the first round of the playoffs. You should be doing this 
Should be doing this all season long, but we are in, in a rhythm of Bebo Paul as the backup center. Daryl came on this podcast and said Bebo Paul is one of the options at backup center. Like it's I, against I teams that you can switch get... with, fine. But but like it's you can switch with Bebo Paul. That's the thing, is like you can switch with PJ and Bebo Paul, and they're better when that happens because they need some life, some athleticism. It can't just be PJ and Tobias protecting the rim. They're not good enough at it. They're not. When Daryl came on the podcast and named the three options for backup center as yep. B-Ball Paul, Dwayne Dedman, who is yet to play for the Sixers. I've yep. Has I've he worn the jersey him. yet? I have not. I don't think so. No, he hasn't dressed. And, and PJ Tucker, I thought he was like trying to get Trez to leave, like sort of like sneaky trying to get him to be like hey man oh you don't even you're not even on the team anymore i didn't even you don't have to come you don't have to show up. i think that I, is what he what he feels now just hoping trez <laughs> listens to the podcast trez in the chat being like what the fuck <laughs> what what's going on <laughs> i'm one of those guys uh no he it needs to be people paul i wouldn't mind i'm i would say nobody's like nobody feels like a Dwayne dedman guy but yeah, on the list, I'm I'm more look. of the like, if he's willing to be a pick and pop guy, pick and pop plus being a good defensive rebounder, I would be willing to like see it if Paul is not playing well in any given stretch. Um, he's it, the, he's it the Paul Millsap this year. He's like the Paul Millsap. Well, Paul Millsap played like yeah, he did played he did, he did. too much, yeah. but I would yeah. I would at least see what Bebop what a uh, Deadman can do because he he really is a good rebounder and has always been a good defensive rebounder and that is something that this team genuinely struggles with. Speaking of B-ball Paul, so live Ricky 5, oh you have you're not even you weren't here on the pod after it was Derek. Live Ricky 5 sold out in like 5 minutes. It was the quickest sellout in underground arts history, Crazy. they told us, which is awesome. Wait, so, was it really the quickest sellout yes, in underground? That's, that's wild. what Rich said. Yeah, uh, CJ was even. You were on the email chain, right? Where he saw it. CJ was on the email chain. Where he saw it. CJ yeah. couldn't. CJ couldn't get a ticket. Could exactly. not get a ticket. Won't be there. We'll have to yeah. measure him a different time. Yeah, you can text us any like thoughts or anything you have, CJ. Yeah, but unfortunately, he won't be able to be there. But the good news for anyone who didn't get a ticket is thanks to our friends at Mortgage CS, we will be producing. Won't be doing it. Won't be airing it live because we wanted. Take it home, produce it, and right, probably like right before the first round or on an off night in the first round, we will, thanks to Mortgage CS, we'll be premiering Live Ricky 5 on YouTube, uh, mm -hmm. where you'll be able to see everything that happened. You'll be able to see CJ's height. You'll be able to see uh, whoever we induct into the Process Hall of Fame, which is still to be determined. Is it though? It, well, we have to have a talk. Uh, I, I decided on the topic of my poem. Um, if there are any special guests on so forth. So thank you to Mortgage CS. Mortgage CS, CS stands for Concierge Service. Mortgage mm. CS. We love the, I bet you didn't know that, did you? Um, uh, CJ and I were talking to Ben and Alec the other day from Mortgage CS. And Ben said that he actually does get text messages when I tell people to text him during the pod. So Ben, the CEO, his, his cell number is 267-391-7425. Text him, see if he answers. You can call if you want to. It is his cell. The reason I love mortgage, yes, they're a mortgage broker. Um, and what a broker does, they don't give you the money. They go and they get the money for you. They go to all the different banks. And the reason I love mortgage CS is their, their primary responsibility is you. Like they want to get you the best rate. And I know other mortgage brokers say that, but other mortgage brokers have specific deals with specific banks and they may be leading you in a way that benefits them a little more than it might benefit you. But that is not mortgage CS. So I like them because they're independent. I like them because they're responsive, right? Like when you need them, you need them on a Saturday night, you need them on a early on a Wednesday morning, you need a pre-qualification letter, you need advice, whatever it is, they're there whenever you need them. And the other reason I love them is that they are invested in making sure you know what's going on. Like it is a mortgage, getting a mortgage is a very strange process. And it, uh, it, you work with mortgage brokers and they're always working on 700 deals at once. And it feels like they don't have time for you, but mortgage CS always has time for you. And everyone, every one of our listeners who has worked with them has said the same thing. Oh, everything you said about Mortgage CS was correct. MortgageCS.com slash Ricky, MortgageCS.com slash Ricky, or call or text Ben at 267-391-7425.
Thank you also to Mortgage CS for making it possible for us to produce Live Ricky 5, the video version. This advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS 1464766. Visit mortgagecs.com slash Ricky for more information. Can we move to the uh, James Harden rumors or... Uh, I have some hardened thoughts, but let's, I can package okay. them into this into this. thing. Okay. So on Christmas, as the Sixers were playing in a prime game, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that James Harden might want to go back to the Houston Rockets. The news was there for a few days and then it went away. And then Sam Amick, I think, I think that's who wrote this for The Athletic, writes the following. The deal to Brooklyn that finally went down on January 13th, 2021 was already done with Harden heading to the Nets and a blockbuster involving four teams, three first round picks, four first round pick swaps and players. But Rockets owner Toman Fertitta, whose unabashed love of all things Harden was no secret during their three and a half years contending for titles together and had a message to share with a soon to be former franchise centerpiece on his way out the door. Quote, you're always welcome back here. He told them in so many words during a goodbye phone call between the two. But more than two years later, with Harden focused on his championship pursuits with the Sixers these days and speculation over what he'll do in free agency already in full swing, the more important part about that final Rockets conversation was what came next. Harden, sources with knowledge of the situation say, made it abundantly clear that the feeling was mutual. There were no promises made that day on either side. But everyone who was part of those final hardened days in Houston knew there were strong indications he'd be back, specifically in the summer of 2023. Um, my favorite line here, where does he want his next hoop chapter to be and what factors will matter most when the title, when the time comes to decide? Even Harden himself may not know at this point. So my theory on this is like, everybody's trying to make something out of the James Harden free agency. And it, like, I don't even think it's really a thing. I. I feel like, and especially because Keith Pompey has been writing the shit out of this stuff, I just feel like this is coming from Harden's area just so the Sixers give him as much money as he wants. I I certainly believe that Harden would love to live in Houston again because I think he loves, you know, running the town or wherever it is. He knows where everything is, you know? It's like his, it's where he... You know, he he got drafted by Oklahoma City, but he be, he became a star in Houston. And I'm sure wherever he goes, he never pays for a meal. It's fucking great. Not that much. Nobody gives a fuck in the entire city. So about the basketball team, I'm sure it's amazing. But like, he just wants to get the full contract here. And I'm sure it is going to be a stressful situation around here because I'm sure James Harden is like, well, we ain't getting out of the second round. And I... I like it's going to be a, a weird thing and he's going to get the whole contract here. But my opinion is that's all that's going on here. Even though this, this may be sort of real, like why is it being written? Who's, you know, my theory is always like, who wants this written? Sure. The only person that would, Houston, the Rockets don't care if this gets written. I don't think it doesn't matter to them. It matters to hard. So that's my, they might care. They're, they're a real shit show right now. So like yeah. to generate some, like we're trying, we're going to be trying soon. Sure. So like, you know, that kind of thing, I, I wouldn't rule that out, but yeah, it feels like, some level of negotiating to get Harden as much money as possible. And yeah, I mean, look. He's playing well. He's playing really well. He is, yeah. his, offensively, he is having the best shooting season of his career. Um, he is still, he, he is conducting the court and can running the offense in a way that really gets a lot of easy looks. Frustratingly, he's been sloppy with the ball lately. He had six Down turnovers. stretch tonight, it was like he didn't give a fuck almost. Yeah, yeah. he had six turnovers on just like, you know, bullshit basically just like handing the ball away um and the and the defense really is the most one of the most frustrating things ever like that's why like if you if you're doing switch everything then harden doesn't have to think he's just like i'm covering the guy in front of me that's great i i can give the amount of effort i'm ready to give based on who it is and that's fine if you if you put harden in some sort of like read the defense, focus on your guy, communicate stuff, he's going to fall asleep, he's going to ball watch, and he's going to give up wide open threes. Um, he's, and he's not quick enough to like recover on stuff. But his offense has been great for almost, you know, entirely shooting about 40% from threes, five of seven tonight from deep. He's got a lot of great lift on his step back. He is shooting, you know, we've talked about this before, but he is shooting more catch and shoot threes than ever. Um, it's not as much as I would like, but you know, 
you're not going to go from zero to 60. It is like he is, he is doing it sometimes. Um, I, and I think the team is obviously right now way better when he's there um, and better when he's playing at the, at the level he's playing at. I have no idea how long that's going to last. And he's no playing idea. for a deal right now. I mean, that's yeah. not, not everything, but also not nothing, you know? Yeah. And, and I think he, do, I don't know. You get everybody in the NBA wants to fucking win. And, and I'm sure he cares like at how, you know, considering where his place in is on the all time best players ever list. He cares about the fact that he has not had as much postseason success. Um, as we've said all season, like, there are four guys that really have a lot to prove this year, and there's no way to prove it until it's the play it's the playoffs and they and they get to the next level. And that's obviously Harden and be Doc and Daryl. Um Yeah, they just need to be they're really they're a really good team. I I wasn't that frustrated by the Boston any I mean, I didn't watch it live. Uh, the Tatum did beat the Sixers on the on the three and Embiid's shot was a little bit late on uh while I was doing uh, while I was being lifted in a chair during the horror at my wedding, uh, so. that is that is appropriate. Yeah, I, yeah. People were watching it on their phones, and they were like talking to me about. It. I was like, legitimately, don't tell me. I please <laughs> stay stay away. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I, they're in just in the same those games. There were some frustrating things in those games for sure. But like in the same way that in games that they win by a little bit, that they should have won by more. Like those coin toss games against those teams it do, they don't in the regular season they just don't bother me that much there's a lot to work on in, in wins and there's a lot to work on in losses and they're going to beat the three seed and so i'm glad that this team is right now doc is at least trying shit like we can talk about the like niang house or shake thing but like this team right now is very good and they just need to perform at the height of their abilities in the playoffs and that's that's on harden to like give me a little bit more effort on defense and and pay, lock in and give me a little bit less like throwing the ball away um, because every hardened turnover results in or hardened turnover or hardened like fa- failed foul grifting results in a fast break for the other team every yeah. single one. And so I just need a level of attentiveness and paying attention that at least gives them a chance to compete against anybody because they, they really are. They really are so good when they when they want to be when they're good, when they're good, they're so good. And when they're bad, they're truly horrendous um, in ways that. Um, can't adequately adequately be expressed by words. I don't know how to express my emotion because I think, so if they're the three seed, it means they play either Boston or Milwaukee in the second round. Yeah, and, and Milwaukee just hasn't lost in like They've won 16 in a row, I think. Yeah. And that's with Chris Middleton still playing like 21 minutes a game. Like he's yeah. not ramped up yet. Yeah. And it, there's just simply, I, I don't know how to process the emotion of like, there's just simply no way they're going to beat either of those teams unless somebody is injured. There's just no I, way. I, I don't think that that's correct. I think that they're not going to be favored in either of those matchups, but I think that... I'd give them a know, better shot against Boston because I could see a world in which Boston goes cold for four of seven games or something. I just, I, I have a harder time with Boston. They, they, the Sixers have just, they just never fucking beat those dickheads. They just never do. And it's not a rivalry because we lose every time. I hate it. I wish it was. Mm. I wish it, but like they just can't. It's fucking Al Horford being left wide open for three over and over and over again. It's, it kills me. It kills me. I love Derek White and they fucking passed on Derek White in the draft. Like it just all, just things that are just brutalizing me. And I, I, I want to see a Milwaukee series just because it was, it, it's different. I hope that they, that it's a two, three Sixers bucks. And if they lose, you go like, nah, it's Giannis that happens good series fought them whatever it is they, i mean they need to they need to advance but i would at least like to see it because it, it would be an interesting series on a basketball level and i do think that it, it's a relatively even matchup before we get to the uh, spotify question of the pod and the mailbag i have a little psa here because i was thinking about this as we were about to do the pod um i mentioned last Wednesday or whenever we did the pod Tuesday, Tuesday, that it was my last drink until live Ricky five that I was giving up alcohol for Lent. I sort of like made a joke out of it. But the truth was I started like, I'm not a big drinker, but I started having a drink every time we would do the pod at night because I was tired and it would make me less like cranky. And then I started noticing I was having a drink like every single night, which is 
not a lot of alcohol, but like every single night is a lot. So I was like, you know what? I'm not doing, I, I have a very low threshold for when I feel like I'm getting addicted to something. Like I, I get worried. I get constantly nervous about it. And here I am like eight days later, whatever it is. And I feel like when I run in the morning, I feel fucking like great now and I sleep better and all that kind of stuff. And I realized like I, I had a little bit of a, like not problem, problem, but a little bit one. And I think about, we have, you know, DraftKings as a sponsor and Stateside as a sponsor. And people have mentioned it to me before. It's like, oh, you know, alcoholism and problem gambling and all that kind of stuff. And you can do those things 100% within your, have fun with both of them, drinking, of course, gambling, of course, you can do them and have fun and they cannot affect your life negatively at all. But I would urge you from the bottom of my heart, if you do have a problem with any of those things, reach out to somebody who can get you help for them. Because like, I, I could not imagine feeling what my body feels like now compared to last week. I can't even imagine if you were really fucked up on like, a true alcoholic, what it like, what it feels like and does to your body. Um, and the same thing with, with betting. So, um, I just, I, I was thinking about it today as I like woke up today normally and felt fine. Um, that, uh, if you, if you do, if you're going through any of those things, please reach out to somebody who can get you help. There are plenty of places, somebody close to you, helplines, all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to take the opposite opinion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a podcast. You need differing opinions. Yeah. You've always been known as the contrarian. So yes, big time. Uh, The Spotify question of the pod, you can answer it right under the pod, right under there. So this one came out. This was from the, the pod that I did with Derek after the Celtics loss. The, the question was, are you sounding the alarm with the Celtics loss? St. Christian Aldrin says, we almost beat them, so I'm playing the song. <laughs> you cracked me up. Uh, BT Norton says, yes, the Sixers are overweight and slow. The Celtics are athletic and fast. They re- I mean, they really are. Like, you look at Cel- the, the, everyone in the Celtics rotation can, like, yep. just, they're, big and strong and can run and jump and it just feels like the Sixers there's like a couple guys that can do that and like oh those guys are in now we have a shot at a rebound Jalen McDaniels has had a I would say a mixed he's still there's still like a freshness to Jalen yeah uh he has missed like 18 dunks well and he Uh, had he had four fouls in two and a half minutes tonight which is pretty cool the first two fouls were really stupid but the second two weren't um and then I was just like great just foul out in a minute and a half that sounds fun um he does like there's a there's an energy to him and a and like a cutting and like a there's some he can cut and do something with it in a way mm-hmm. that is nice um, and I think he's still getting his legs under him on this team. He's really like you know he's Doc plays him a lot. He's like arguably the seventh man on this team right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, um, you've been staring at a, George Nang for, Nyang for two years. You look at Jaden McDaniel, Jalen McDaniels. You feel like you're you're like you've been like put into like you see a superhuman or something like it looks like terminator 2 compared to george niang he's so skinny dude yeah his legs are there's nothing there um but yeah i mean he's he's been pretty good uh he's he missed a couple big shots the last few games uh i missed one in the first miami game missed a couple straight away tonight like not is not not a good enough shooter needs obviously better than uh Matisse is a shooter, even though Matisse has hit some shots. Uh McDaniels is is a more skilled offensive player. We don't have to compare him for the rest of their careers or anything, but like he just himself individually needs to get better at shooting and needs to a little more he, confidence driving the ball. But the who the bench minutes right now, like you look it around and you're like, what's 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 it gonna be? I think it's nice to see and a, a little frustrating in the moment, but I think they have a really tough schedule really tough schedule these playing two road back-to-backs in like six days is wild um but these are like playoff level intensity games and so you're getting a feel and the coaching staff's getting a feel of which guys are going to be able to hang and can do some stuff and shake wasn't in the rotation tonight until the second half 
Daniel House has been in the rotation for two straight games, but then barely <laughs> played tonight. Niang was out of it last night. Hasn't hit a three in a few weeks. Um, <laughs> finding finding what it's going to be. Finding what like eight or nine guys are going to be. Um, this is what they should be doing. It's it's frustrating that they don't have like the absolute answer, but it's the same deal of like you know why they cut Isaiah Joe. Arguably, it was really bad roster management because they cut him for nothing. And if they knew that he wasn't going to make it, they it would have been nice to like showcase him a little bit. But it didn't happen, and now he's playing like major minutes on the Thunder. Um, but like, there's there's not all these guys are about the same, right? They have they they've had like six ninth men on this team. They have like six playable guys, and then like a bunch of like ninth men, and they're hoping those ninth men can become like six, seventh, eighth, and like be workable. Um, but this somebody's got to step up, and somebody's got to be consistent, and it's it's shots really. That's what you need him to do. Yeah. Well, especially George Nyang needs to hit shots yeah. because if he's not hitting shots, he can't play. He yeah. can't, probably can't play anyway. Adam Kasabi is the official realtor of the process. We mentioned mortgage CS earlier for your mortgage, but find you a house. You got to go with Kasabi. You need a real realtor, real realtor. That's his catchphrase that I just came up with him for. Adam Kasabi, K-S-E-B-E. <sighs> Every summer... People go through this process where they go and they, I fucking do it, rent a home down the shore, right? You spend thousands of dollars to rent a home down the shore. What you got to do is go to Kasabi, get your own beach house, the Delaware beaches. You rent it out most of the year, but then the weeks that you want to go, you have it for yourself. When you rent it out, it's paying your mortgage for you. Adam Kasabi is the guy that can find your Delaware beach house. He is the king of the, the Delaware beaches, the real realtor. That's what it says about him on his billboard. That's his catchphrase. The king of the Delaware beaches, the real realtor. Because Adam Kasabi and his team are based out of Long and Foster in Bethany Beach. They cover all of Delaware and all of Maryland, but the Delaware beaches, Lewis, Rehoboth, Bethany, uh, Dewey, they are his specialty. And the Delaware beach is cheaper. The homes are cheaper than Jersey. And you're going to pay less in property taxes as well. And you have a hookup. Adam Kasebe, K-S-E-B-E. Give him a call or shoot him an email, 302-864-8643, 302-864-8643, or adam at processrealtor.com. That's adam at processrealtor.com. And if you're looking for a home or looking to sell a home in PA, Jersey, New York, any state other than Delaware or Maryland, he can't do it for you, but here's the good news. He can find a realtor for you. He interviews realtors to find the best one. That's what he did for me, and it's what I'll do for you. And it's done it for a ton of Ricky listeners. 302-864-8643. That is Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process. The mailbag writes Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Tim. Hi, Spike and Mike. Why did Mike not podcast from his wedding? Was the discussion with Alyssa broached? It felt only natural to do such a thing. Congratulations. Uh it wasn't brought up. It was the first blizzard in Southern California history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw the warnings. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and so there were a few days there. By Wednesday, Alyssa was like, should we cancel the wedding? Which, by the way, was the same, similar to the should we forfeit in, when we were playing four and five. And we oh, didn't. Right. And we won the wedding just as much. It ended, up being, it ended up being fine and everybody got there. But like me playing air traffic controller of like telling people how to get up there. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was wild. The power went out Friday afternoon <laughs> in, in the whole area for oh, no. an hour and a half. And I was like originally hanging out with my family. And then I was like, I gotta go like lay in bed and just like stare at the ceiling. Cause the, it was a whole, oh, we'll I do, can, we'll do a wedding party. The venue was, was hell for a while. It was, it was crazy. It was, I uh, can, uh, it was an exhausting situation, but the wedding itself was beautiful and great, except for, uh, the Sixers losing during the horror. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a, it would have been a very anxious podcast. <laughs> uh, non best. I, I remember when we got married, Val started looking at the weather, like 25 days out. Yep. Yep. We've been you looking, we looked at the weather for, for literally 30 days. It was yeah. all of it. Yep. The whole thing we were looking at it. We were like it's raining, but it's not going to hold. It's not going to be raining the whole time. And it was raining every day. It was like, it's still <laughs> raining. It's still raining. It's hundred percent. Oh, now it's a thunderstorm. Now it's going to be thundering. Now it's going to be snowing in Southern California. That was really, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't great for a while to be on, to be honest. <laughs> but we're good. But it was good. It was great. It was fun. It was a blast. 
Uh, not basketball question. When emailers address CJ in their introduction, does it make you mad? I haven't heard a good CJ take all season just about. I would like him to throw a hot take once a week if possible. Wow. <laughs> haven't heard a good CJ take all season. It's, it's been... the truth. I haven't heard a good CJ take all season. He loves looking at his own blood. Yeah, that's, heard that. yeah I don't know if that's a take, today. but it's something for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, eight he's thinking, three thinking one up in the dark. That <laughs> eight three three lick face is the phone number. Eight three three lick face. Want to be on the Paul Reed victory? Tour. I am on the Paul Reed victory tour. I have been for a while. I went and saw him play for the Blue Coats, but I'm also obviously pro PJ. And I know there's a universe in which both can be true. I think it'll often be uh, matchup specific. Who's the backup five? Paul Reed's jumpers looking really nice. Maybe some Paul Reed at the four. I know that Spike also occupies these two worlds. And I just need someone to like articulate this position of we're pro PJ and we're on the Paul Reed victory tour. I think there's minutes for both of them I, in the, in the, you know, like I, I, I think the PJ at center thing is a particular thing when you need to throw, like they've used it at specific times, I think, right? Like when you need to throw a lunatic at the other guy's center, I think that's when he'll be good. And, you know, for all of Paul Reed's jumpers, PJ, I know you get frustrated. He only shoots from the corners, but he's a real shooter and Paul is not. He really does only shoot from the corners. He I know, but it's else. something. It's frustrating. I, I don't. You can play five out with PJ. You can't with with Paul. You should be able to. Doc <laughs> should let him be a shooter. He shoots forty percent from three in the G League. I believe in it. I love it. I want him to keep doing it. Um, yeah, I think that the best version of holding up defensively in the in the non embed minutes is a switch everything lineup with. PJ and B-Ball and probably Jalen McDaniels and Harden and Melton. Like that's, that's probably your play. And you could throw, you could throw Tobias in there for somebody. You can mix that in, whatever, but like the kinds of here are everybody that can kind of switch everything and at least make it hard on the other team. And you're not sending a bunch of guys at, at Cody Zeller rolling to the rim and you're not like playing drop coverage and letting, you know, pick anybody drew holiday walk into a three like you're just switching everything and b's not in there like get out and run and hope for you know long rebounds and keep it moving like that i think there's ways to do that b-ball paul really is a very good rebounder an intuitive rebounder on both ends and uh and and you also need pj just to you know at least be willing to stand in the corner and shoot when he's wide open um and he does get those 50 50 balls like the things that i the thing the fresh all my all the problems with the Sixers, all of them, to me, are on defense, which shouldn't be the case. It, it, it shouldn't be the case that a, a Joel Embiid team has problems on defense. And, and maybe in the playoffs, it, it won't be as much. But I believe in this team as a top five offense way more than I believe in this team as a top five defense. Um, because they don't get back in transition, although Embiid had a nice breakup in transition tonight. Uh, they, they do a bad job fighting around screens. They obviously overhelp, which I talked about at length in the Cody Zeller piece part of this podcast. Uh, they don't get defensive rebounds and they don't get 50-50 balls. Um, there's a couple guys that start to, but like, there's just those kinds of things that have been the issue for a while now. And so th- those are the things that I'm mostly worried about. I think offensively, you got Harden and Embiid. I wish they would. I mean, like in this game, how many? What's what is the three disparity in this game without looking? What would you, what would you guess? Who attempted threes? Sixers, Mavs. I would say the Mavs probably attempted. 45 48 very close okay and they and made 25 this, of them they were 52 percent from three 25 for 48 that's not a bad guess and then the sixers maybe shot 37 27 they Ooh. were 12 of 27 from three yeah so even though the sixers shot 44 percent from three and the map shot 52 percent it yeah. didn't shoot enough like it's yeah. i get why people are like why people do the it's too many threes and i get aesthetically that it's not as interesting, I think sometimes it gets tiresome. But like, if you're starting, if you shoot forty four percent from three, and and you're still the different, the deficit is twenty five to twelve. That is a 
their team doing math, 39 point deficit on three pointers. Like that's, it's tough to win those games. Like you can't give up that many threes and you can't take that few. And uh, that is a problem. I'd rather, I'd rather do the stuff that you just hope that Kawhi, as an example of that kind of series, gets tired over the course of the series and you can win enough of them playing one-on-one. And I, I just think that coaching staffs in general are reluctant to go there because it feels like they should help and it feels like teams should help. But this team is not equipped to recover and they still defend like they think that they are and they're not. This email is from Dan, writes Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. Dear Spike, Mike, and CJ, it's weird to think that even though they're the three seed in the East and the fourth best team record-wise in the NBA, that we've all basically checked out on the team. I've been to almost 10 games this season. I've only walked away positively from two of them, Embiid's 59 and the Grizzlies last Thursday. It's still the same thing every game, blown leads, letting up too many offensive rebounds, lazy passes, and poor late game play calling. The energy in the arena matches the team. People show up late and leave early, and it's so quiet compared to previous years. It's really disappointing when you look at the buildings across the street and think that think that about how their owners have committed to winning with their star players and both have made championship games recently. Every Sixers problem has stemmed from ownership making the shiny decision and not the right decision. As they lose to the Heat, they're showing DeMar Hamlin sitting courtside with Josh Harris for no apparent reason. Oh, <laughs> I I didn't recognize. I was I must have watched it, and they they probably said I didn't recognize who it was. And I was like, yeah. What what who, what am I supposed to drive from this? And why was he there? Why it's going? When on? are they finally? Well, because when are they finally going to take championship aspirations seriously? It's a funny email. A lot of it I agree with. Some of it is a little dramatic. Um, I mean, it's know, very the, dramatic. Both both the Eagles and the Phillies were not championship team level teams until they were. You know. Sure, and the, the Phillies, like the Eagles, were the best team in the NFL for most of the year. Yeah, but the I Phillies, mean, so were the Sixers a couple of years ago. Uh, sure, sure, sure. I'm, I'm just saying, like the Phillies, like I, I wouldn't go crowning them for doing the right thing. No, like they made the playoffs by like one game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, it was a crazy run, and it was yeah. a beautiful run, and I love it, and I it will was treasure a, that. A lot of fun, but like I wouldn't go now. Middleton, he did all the right things. Like I don't, I don't know that that's the case. So it seems like from year to year he has. I mean, at least paying. It's a different sport. He's like trying. A cap is a different situation. Yeah, he's definitely trying. Uh, I don't think the Sixers have, are particularly cheap. I do think the idea of making the flashy decision and not the right one is probably true. Um, so, non basketball question: What is the worst meal of the day? As someone who eats breakfast every day, it has to be lunch for me. I never know what to have. I want to eat something light, and then I'm hungry an hour later. If I have something heavy, I'm running the chance of blowing up the work bathroom. Thanks for all you do. Don't forget to wash your hair. I think that's a great that's a great take. I think it's probably lunch. So I don't eat breakfast anymore after being a breakfast guy for a long time. My friend Alex talked me into intermittent fasting, and now I just I go from 8 uh, p.m. to 12 p.m. Um, I like a great dinner, but when I don't know what I had to have for dinner, I hate dinner. I can always get a fucking salad for lunch. I actually, I bring my lunch. So I, I guess think there's a limited is, amount of like lunch is always lunch. like it's sandwich or salad. Pretty yeah. Much. Yep. And it's like, that's, that's a limited level of options. Yeah. Uh, eight, and you're three, either lacking in the salad or you're like, I shouldn't have that sandwich. Like I feel bloated. Like it's just, it feels like it's a, you're, they're more often than any other meal left a little bit feeling wrong. Yes. I, I hate it. What I hate getting something really good for lunch at work because then I smell like it and I feel it the rest of the day. You know, eight, three, three lick face is the phone number. Hey there, Spike, Mike and Christian James. It's Kyle from New York. I was originally drawn to the pod for the Sixers content, but as of late, find myself questioning everything I know about personal hygiene. How often do you guys wash your face? Thanks. Wash your twice, face twice a day. Okay, what like in the morning and then in the shower or something? Is that or uh, yeah, morning and night. I, I usually uh, shower in the mornings, so I'll okay. Wash before bed. Uh, I don't wash before bed. I only do it in the shower. But I did. So obviously, I've I've been uh, railing against big shampoo and big conditioner. But I have like another toiletry problem that I feel like is a ripoff, and it's probably going to cost us a sponsor at some point. But 
So the, the, I'm a, I was a dollar shave club guy for a while, no slander on that company, fine company. And then I was a Harry's guy and the gym I go to, they have like razors and shaving cream there, whatever, but they're like the regular single use razors and regular shaving cream, not like the shave lotion that I've been using forever. I forgot my razor and my shave lotion. So I took the regular single blade and the Barbasol shaving cream. And I got news for you, Mike. It's fucking fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fucking fine. First big shampoo and now big shave. Oh, CJ oh. popping up for his take of the year. I, I got a big you... take on this. Okay. <laughs> you you got to get the safety razor with the, with the single blades. You buy them in like a hundred pack and you yeah. have them for like five years and it's affordable. They were doing it in like the 1800s. Yeah. And it, it works. It's perfect. What it were they works. doing in the 1800s? Shaving, you know, like the old style safety razor blade. Oh, wait, you use like the, the blade blade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I need a handle. I need no, to see it, a video it, you, of CJ you, shaving now. This is, will, this is going to happen at the live podcast. He's got the hot, the hot shave the hot, for yeah, himself. Yeah. yeah, with the, with the, with the brush. With the brush thing? Okay, we're going <laughs> to, CJ's going to shave his face at the live podcast. This is one, uh, one, one of these guys. Oh, okay. You, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. With the replace, handle. Yeah, you yeah. can replace the blade and. But you buy the blades in like a hundred pack, and yeah. then you're, you're set for life. I think I, I have one of those from some of those from Harry's. My dad will just still still send out razor blades. He just well, loves it. He can't I get it I fucking canceled my Harry's thing. Like, no offense, again, the good company. But like, I started thinking to myself, like, it has four blades on it. The fuck do I need four blades for? Like, yeah, it's just hair. The first yeah. blade cuts it. What if like a fork head, like it has four forks, four separate <laughs> forks all over it. And it's kind of like, oh, I just need the regular. Yeah, it's just crazy. Can I tell you a, a fantasy basketball thing? Yeah. For the, in the fantasy basketball league that you used to be in. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the day of the trade deadline. That I won. Um, and uh, I'm gearing up. I'm going all in this year. Okay. And which means I'm tanking very hard next year. So I'm trading everything. Everything must go. <laughs> and so I made a big, big deal, a bunch of big deals. And my team is like loaded up, and then a bunch of injuries happen. I've had I've had Zion, he's been hurt. I've had Steph, he's been hurt, and then LeBron goes down, and I just can't, I just can't wait for it because the playoffs happening. And so today I traded LeBron for because there's nothing I have nothing else to trade, so I'm just trading him like in case someone wants to keep him. Okay. And his salary is expensive, and it's a very complicated league, so not worth explaining. But I traded LeBron for Mark Fultz. Oh my god. You traded LeBron for Markel Fultz? I traded LeBron James <laughs> for Markel Fultz. Because he even Are if you allowed back to in say who weeks, you traded him to? Uh Miles. Okay. If you remember Miles. Yep, I do. Um Yeah, it's just my Miles is tanking. And it's just like I can't wait. The playoffs start next week. Or I need to get a buy. I'm I play legs next week. I need to I need to get that buy so I can have another week for my guys to rest up. And so I was like, I just can't wait for LeBron to maybe come back in the second round of the playoffs. And so I was like, who's the best guy I can get for essentially the p- potential of keeping LeBron? And it's, it's Marco Fultz. <laughs> it's not not so good. Things are things aren't looking up for me. Do you have a chance of winning the league? I definitely did. My team's pretty good um, still, but it'll, I'll have to be very, I'll have, I'll, I'll need the buy for sure. And I'm in the, I'm in the mix for it. Um, there's this, the rest of this week and the next week. And then, um, and then we'll see Gons, John Gonzalez obviously has the first spot and everybody's trying to take John down. Nobody wants John to win. Um, uh, well, we will talk to you next time. We have, um, some, new like performances i guess to announce for live ricky five there's been uh there's been some additions mike while you were gone so mm-hmm. we'll announce those in the uh coming weeks i think on sunday we will announce our merch uh we will have two t-shirts available but one from a new uh a new person and then one from uh one of our one of our current people, which is very exciting. So that's coming up and hopefully the Sixers. So we have Milwaukee on Saturday night, right? Great. Keep the, yeah. keep just play everybody hard. <laughs> just everybody hard. No easy games, please. God. All at once. Um, Milwaukee, then guess what? Another back to back. Sounds good. Uh, who's, who's after Milwaukee? At Pacers, at Wolves. Oh yeah. I mean, they should, those teams are, it's good. just tough to do back to backs, man. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to travel. They didn't get they didn't get into Dallas until like two in the morning last night. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Sleep matters.
And basketball players don't go to sleep that that early, though, right? I mean, I mean, not that two's early, but I mean, that's I would love that to. Late. I would love to be told when to sleep. I would love to be told, "Here's what you're eating. Here's your personal chef. Yeah. Here's we're checking your vitals all the time." I would just be like, "Just carry me, essentially, like I'm, like I'm a, a baby, or like getting passed up." By a crowd in the concert and just be like, everybody, we got you. Everybody do, do just here, do everything. And I'll just like be in peak athletic condition. A very athletic baby is what I want to be. I think is, is you want to be an athletic baby in peak be. condition, getting passed around by yeah. strangers at a concert. Yeah. Okay. That's, the, that's essentially what I want to be. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. Are you down with TTP? Yeah. You know, like this. if you don't fuck with me, then I, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a friend.